0: nice to meet you on Genome Kennis, if we've not met, my name is Mariette and I love Jesus and um, in the worship I'm standing there and I'm asking the Holy Spirit, how did I get so privileged to know Him and to show Him because that's what He died for, <laughs> for you and me, it's to know Him, to know the Father because of Jesus Christ forgives your sins your brokenness heals your broken heart and reconciles you back to the father the one that made you you were his idea you were his idea he planned you and then he formed you according to his plans and then he also paid for the sin that came in through the first humans. Us in the beginning. Adam and Eve represents us long ago. They submitted to Satan. They could choose. In the beginning they were just 100%. Well, you're not, if you're not. What's well, reconciled before you reconcile? They were conciled. They were one. They were one with the Lord. There was no shame. There, was, there wasn't any clothing. They didn't even eat meat because there was no death. Vegetables tasted extra amazing there. Um, It was perfect unity, but just like you and me, they had a choice. They had the option to stay with him in perfect unity or eat from the tree where the Lord said, don't eat from that, but you do have the option, should you wish to turn from my commandment, from my covering, from what I call you for for this perfect unity, you have the option to choose. Just like he gives us the option to choose. And that option had to be there, guys, because true love is always an option. You always get an option. If there's no option, then it's manipulation, it's witchcraft. God does not do that. God gives us the option, we honor each other. We give each other options. I'm not talking about if somebody wants to do something immoral, then we cannot take scripture out of context and go, yes, I must give you the option. We're not talking about that. Uh, Everything apart from lawlessness and immorality, we have an option. So they chose to submit to Satan that lured them away and sin came into the world and that, that perfect harmony and unity was broken and we were separated from God through death because sin leads to death and sin leads to separation from the Lord. So Jesus came, He died to conquer that death and every other thing that could ever try to separate me and you from him. And now, because you and I said yes to Jesus, we are now, we said yes to 100% reconciliation back to the Father. So we get to know him. And now, because we know him, we get to show him I'm not showing people me. I'm not showing people me. But God wants to show Himself through me, through you. Through your weaknesses when you walk in humility, and through your strengths where you walk in security and wholeness in Him, knowing that my strength was here, is here to serve the body and to serve people and to lift them up. That is what strength is for. It's for the lifting up. It's for the encouraging of the weak. That is what strength is for. It's to build the house of God. And God planned you, and then He formed you. So He knows exactly how he wants to show himself through you and me. Now we have this privilege of being on this journey with regards to growing in knowing our God and in that journey we we grow in in learning how he uses us. Sometimes the same as a booty or a sissy, sometimes completely different but either way it's this beautiful journey And guess what? It's not just okay to fail. No, no, no. Much more than that. I've got good news and good news. The good news is you will sometimes fail. (laughs) I will sometimes fail. And the other good news, because I said I've got good news and good news is... That's normal. That's our only option, is to be human. But God is not looking for perfection, because He's the perfect one in this relationship. He's looking for a willing and a yielded heart to partner with Him so that a perfect God through an imperfect being that's being busy sanctifying, getting sanctified, being renewed by the grace of God, can do miraculous things on this earth and then because we are fallible, but we were part of the mystery and the miracle that took place, the people will look at us because we're the one that prayed, them or encourage them or whatever and then they will jump back and scream glory to god that's why he gets all the glory because he is the perfect and holy one but he is inviting you and me to partner with him to see his kingdom come so what a question for you if you receive a whatsapp from somebody now but it's not a strange number not the nigerian or anybody it's somebody that you know and they say to you listen this is crazy there's people at our home knocking on the door they've got the address they've got like your they've got all your details so they look legit but we must still fact check them and check with the lord with the holy spirit is this legit um you must come home there's a situation and you, and you you leave your you leave your work you leave what you're busy doing you go home And they say, listen, there's a situation where you've won millions of rands. Because your friend wrote you in for the lotto. On behalf of you, they decided that would be funny if they take out a little like a lotto situation, like a competition, and then you won. But it's so official and it's so legit, they have to do it in person, with the signage, with everything, and you, you win, 35 million rand and you need to sign it on paper with witnesses and you stand there and now okay you sign it you you thank them you like okay this is crazy and you 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 go back to work Maybe to bless them, maybe to say, cheers, I'm resigning. <laughs> maybe you're like, I'm going to buy this company. And maybe you're like, I'm going to bless the company. We're all going to Uppington for a treat, for a retreat in the Lord. We're going to the next evangelism school. I don't know what you're going to do. But after this crazy happening, what's one of the first things? So you were um, at home. There was your roommate, your housemate, your wife was there. So they know about it. But none of your other close friends or family know about the situation. What's one of the first things that you will do after this happens? What? Tell someone. Tell someone why? Because it's exciting. So let's take another scenario you are here on this evangelism school and then they say we're going they're gonna treat us we're all going to the sand dunes of the kalahari it's really beautiful it's really hot we like that because we the lord Moses hot or like second prize is cold but very last prize is lukewarm so we're like amen on fire for jesus let's go to the kalahari here we go and there's a situation um the bus breaks down and um there's no signal in the one part and we're not yet at our destination. So it's a couple of kilometers in the heat and we start walking. So the worshippers are going, woo, yeah, in the front. Some of the people are like, no, really, now is the time to get practical, whatever. The teacher is like, let's figure it out here. And the pastor person is just like, is everybody okay? Um, and everybody in the group, we are now going forward for it. The water runs out, our supply runs out getting really warm. Some of the kids are starting to struggle. That came along, and so we send out the stronger ones, the more fit people. We're like, you, you go, you know, up, go forward, in Ingalls, up front. Thank you. Um. So, So I might still do that a few times, if somebody wants to pray that I process quicker, then I don't have to do that. But either way, as long as the kingdom comes, so people are going up front, and the group is slowly going, you are praying, it's really tough, it's really tough, it's a few kilometers before you get to any um, civilization or aid or water, and there's no signal. You're praying, staying positive, and what happens is you start getting headaches. Uh, The dehydration is intense, people start getting dizzy because it's really, really hot. And what happens is the people that went went up front, the next moment in between the sand dunes, miraculously, there is a tap with water and it's running. What's the first thing they are going to do? They're going to drink of that water, am I right? But what is the first thing they will do as soon as they drank of that water? They will run or walk or crawl. Doesn't matter. Your capacity capacity at that point doesn't matter. The point is just they will turn in the direction of the people and say, come, don't give up. There's living water right here. They wanna tell people. They don't have to tell themselves. if I'm a good Christian, I will tell the rest of the water. Oh, but what will they think of me? What if they feel I'm looking down at them? Yeah, I must be nervous now in this situation because maybe they go, are you saying I'm dehydrated? <laughs> yes, but I still love you and that's why I'm here. And what if they believe that only they know where the water is? How can they come speak to me like that? Will that hold you back from telling somebody? So guys, my point is just, good news, when you receive it, what's the first thing you do? You tell someone, you share it. My point I'm trying to make it is, you can ask an atheist, agnostic, people that are on fine, look on anybody, it's 100% normal to share good news. It's 100% normal. Now God says, I don't only call you To come and drink from my living waters he says now you go out and you bring the others with you you bring the others with so ask anybody if there is a need and you've got an answer even people that do not believe in the lord they understand this principle because god made us in his image they understand that if there is a need and you've got the answer that you want to hand it out to other people. Guys, the Lord healed me of depression. I was on antidepressants for four years. I was on three times the dosage of with which I started when God completely healed me. When somebody tells me they struggle with depression, do I have to psych myself up and go, if I'm now a good hand, so I wanna tell you something, the Lord he me give up the potential. He can do it for you. No. The first thing I think is, I want to tell you too what the Lord did in my life. It's up to you what you choose. But I just want to share that with you. Because he did it for me and I know he wants to do it for you. So guys, we were made to know God. If we look at Matthew 25, we look at the, the parable of the 10 virgins. And we see there was oil in their lamps. Uh, oil in the Bible oftentimes resembles Holy Spirit. But if we look at Matthew 25... We'll see that five had oil, five didn't have enough oil. When the bridegroom, when Jesus came, only those with the oil went in. The other five scrambled around, got some extra oil, knocking on the door, and from the inside was said to the outside, go away, I don't know you. So in that parable, it's, clearly, it's clear that the oil represents knowing god that intimate place of just like knowing him that surrendered heart that picard was inviting himself and all of us to earlier this morning saying like do you want to surrender again because daily pick up your cross and follow me how often oh daily and it's it's not about this or that it's it's a heart attitude that he's looking for daily because daily i can do a lot of godly things and i don't position my heart towards him but god says daily would you come and position your heart to my father heart my father heart so i can father you so i can love you so i can make whole and from that place of knowing him we have this desire to be showing him through our lives so what's evangelism evangelism is us showing people God us inviting people to God I love it when Angus says evangelism is just one hungry beggar showing another hungry beggar where's the bread of life evangelism is saying to somebody hey man listen so I follow Jesus would you want to follow him too that's it Yes, God uses us in different seasons, in different ways. Sometimes we've got a short gap to share with somebody. Sometimes we've got a long time to share with somebody. So we use more or less words, sharing the truth of the word like it was commanded to us in Matthew 28, where Jesus says, not only make disciples, he says, but teach them. Go into all the world, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but teaching them what I've taught you, because the teachings, the words of Jesus leads to life and that's what being born again means is you are continually saying no to death and yes to life in Jesus Christ and continuously you are saying to others would you also want to say yes to the invitation of God to life I'm going to read to us from John 4 it's the it's the woman at the well Because you know what happens to us sometimes? Oh, I'm running up ahead. I think this is part of the second session, but I'm just quickly going to mention while you look for John 4. Sometimes what happens is we know on the inside, our heart understands we are here to tell people about Jesus, right? We understand that here, but sometimes it's difficult because of things that we are scared of. Sometimes it's difficult because there's a religious thinking or spirit going. You better do it like this and like this, and quote a hundred scriptures otherwise you will lead somebody to another place and not to Jesus, or whatever. You know, just that fear of like it better be perfect, otherwise it's not going to happen. I remember the first time um, on my re- at my residence, my courses on the bed. Somebody came to me and said they want to become spirit filled. Can I pray with them? And I was like, yes, yeah, sure. And on the inside I was like, Lord, help me. Because if I don't pray correctly, she won't receive the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And I was still young in the Lord. And I remember being so fearful that that I wouldn't pray correctly. And what if the Holy Spirit didn't come? (laughs) So cute, but but it's it's precious. I'm not, I don't condemn younger Mariette. I'm just saying how cute that I had a pure heart to want to do it right. But how cute that the Lord is not intimidated by my deception. (laughs) Doesn't freak him out. God's kingdom is not dependent on us being perfect. It's dependent on God being holy and perfect. And now this holy, perfect God says, I want to make my glory known on the earth. Through whom can I do it? And everybody that responds, that goes, pick me, Jesus. He goes, yes, it was my plan from the start, but love always gives a choice. So he invites you and me to make him known to people, and you don't have to feel that you have to evangelize or show him in certain ways, otherwise it's not going to happen. You don't have to entertain that fear at all. You can just drop gigit away and say, "Oh, I'm growing in knowing God. I'm growing in learning how to show him to this world, and God is blessed when I take a step by faith, Because the word says it's impossible to please the Lord unless it's by faith. So guess what, guys? If I go to somebody and I fall over my words and I suck, but I did it by faith, God can use that? Because remember who's the perfect one in the equation? Him. And also, you just pleased God. Do Do we we have a greater desire than that? To please the King of Kings. The one that loves us so much. Quick testimony. Somebody once, a friend of mine, a leader that I look up to a lot, he's also evangelist, he, Leroux, he once gave a word of knowledge for somebody and as he's sharing the word, the lady starts crying and she's, and the more he shares, the more she's like, mmm, she's like obviously being touched by the Lord. And at the end, so he's obviously now elaborating on, on what he senses, what he feels the Lord is sharing. And then at the end of the word, um, Yeah, and then they pray and everything, and then she goes, no, that was nothing to do with me, but sure, you shared it with so much love. I just felt the Lord now so powerfully. The word was 100% inaccurate. Nothing he shared was applicable to her at all. But she was crying because God is not looking for words. Words has nothing on him. Timing, like he created words for us to function, and, and he, God is looking for our heart. So yes, by faith we speak, because the word commands us to speak and declare life. But God was not looking for perfect words, and and she was just so touched by the Lord, and by his love for her. Like she could sense the man is ministering, because this man I don't know, but he's part of the house hold of faith. He loves me because i'm a sister in christ jesus so she experienced god and his love and the lord ministered powerfully to her so if that does not chase away a spirit of fear that comes to nag when we are stepping out in faith to give a word then i don't know let's go to john 4. come on, join me work with me mm-hmm. Verse 1. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sikar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus tired as he was from the journey sat down by the well as soon as it was about noon let's pause quickly read that again verse 6 Jacob's well was there and Jesus tired as he was from the journey sat down by the well Jesus was tired from a journey what did he do fast more and perform harder no, he rested. Genesis starts off with God saying, I'm God and I rested on the seventh day. You made him my image. Do you think God needed to rest? I don't think so. But I think he was very serious about something that he wanted to communicate to me and you. About him being the perfect one in the equation, not you. Him giving us bodies that needed rest. Because you cannot rest because the work is done. The work will never be done. The house will never be perfect. The streets will never all at the same time be told about Jesus unless it's revival time, but let's know, just go to where we are now. You rest by faith in obedience to God. So if Jesus was tired from a traveling and he sat down to rest, who are we to say, Lord, your ways, are beneath me, I will just perform some more and hope that you, you love me more. Because that's something I struggled with. I thought if I rest less and I perform more, he'd be more proud of me. And the Lord came to heal me to say, you know, sometimes on earth we are impressed by people being busy and tired, but he is not. He's impressed by our hearts and by faith. And we rest by faith. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to the eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her. So he's inviting her, she's hungry, there's faith stirred in her heart because he's speaking of something miraculous. We don't need understanding, we just need faith to draw closer to God. So she takes that step by faith and she says, Okay, so give me of this water. Verse 16. Then he responds. Here comes a miracle. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands. And the man you, know, you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is of the Jews." Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth The woman said I know the Messiah called Christ is coming when he comes he will explain everything to us Then Jesus declared I the one speaking to you I am he Okay, and then disciples come Verse 27, um, just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking to a woman. Jesus is not um, confined to or intimidated by local subculture that we create. Jesus is not intimidated by or defined by or held back by rules and, and subcultures, things that we create locally, like religious, or even if it comes from a good place, your heart originally, but something becomes a religious system that doesn't allow him, that does not hold him back, he's looking at our hearts, because he was not supposed to be speaking to but motivated by love, and being in unity with the Father, he could. Verse 27, just then the disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman, but no one but no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps. Pause, remember that. We're going to talk about that just now. One sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. So we're almost done. It says, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did so when the Samaritans came to him they urged him to stay with them and he stayed two days and because of his words many more became believers and they in the final verse verse 42 they said to the woman we no longer believe just because of what you said now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world There are people in your and my life waiting for us to share our testimony. So that they have the choice to also say yes to drawing near to God. And from that place of drawing near to God, they can see for themselves that this Father is the one that created them, made them, paid for them to be reconciled. So what happened in the story? This woman heard good news, she had an option to respond, she responded in faith, something happened and she ran to the town to tell people. What did she tell them? perfectly, she perfectly got word for everybody and she did everything. No, it just says she ran to them saying, listen, listen, I just need to, with you, for tell. I must tell you what just happened. She just ran to go and share her testimony. And because of that, many believed. And because she shared a testimony, they were hungry and thirsty for the same living waters that she got. They did not need more of her. They needed more of the one that she just shared about and every one of them that sought him, that had a pure, a soft heart, because God says he desires for all man to be saved. Scripture says hell was never made for man. It was made for Satan and his followers. Because remember, if God is holy and heaven is holy and everything is perfect there, if, if somebody rebels against God, there can't be rebellion there because everything is holy. So when Satan and his followers turned and brought evil and wanted to bring evil in the kingdom of heaven with regards to heaven God made a separation so he made hell for satan and his followers so that would stay holy so it could stay full of love full of joy full of triumph so guys hell was never made for people God says so in his word he said I made it for satan and his followers just so that we could go home to be with the one who invites us to perfect peace perfect love now already So it's important for me and you to know that God says, if we look at Matthew 25, um, other parables in Matthew also, where they say, "You, you can do many things for me, but if you don't know me on that day, I will say, go away, for I never knew you. You practice lawlessness. So for God, when I tell many people about Jesus and I pray for the sick and they get healed, but I've lost my first love, like I don't know him anymore intimately, he sees that as lawlessness. So God is not calling in you to perform. He's calling you and me to say yes to an invitation of perfect love, wholeness and restoration to the father heart. And from that place, you cannot help. You want to obey him, you want to see his kingdom come, you want to tell others about him. So in this day, today, I want to tell you that you were made to know God and you were put together to show God to this world, just in different ways, in different times, in different seasons of your life. There's a difference between evangelizing your neighbors, your family, your friends, versus going out on a two-by-two outreach in town, versus going to a crusade where the hungry, the sick, and the broken, and sometimes dead bodies, they would bring the dead bodies to the Reynad Bunker crusade, so that he could pray and they would wake up. (laughs) So there's different types of ways that God uses us, and there's not a manual, because our dependency is not on a manual, it's on the Holy Spirit. And God wants to, through intimacy, everywhere we go, whether it's at a bra sitting next to somebody that's very angry with God, and whether it's at a toll where I'm paying for my chips, where a woman on the inside is crying because her heart is broken because of the choices her loved ones are making. Either way, the Holy Spirit wants to invite and encourage to life through Jesus Christ, and you and I get to journey this journey with the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to show us. So we're almost going to break for lunch. And in the the second session that we will do after lunch, after we had cool encounters with people that are super hungry, that are just waiting for a word of encouragement, did you know when you encourage somebody, when you acknowledge somebody, you give them a compliment, you build them up, did you know that that fruit that's a testimony the world is jealous broken and fearful full of anxiety and here we come we don't look like them we don't sound like them i can get nothing from you but right now i've got opportunity i want to serve you that's us Even before I say, would you like to respond to Jesus while I'm serving somebody, acknowledging them, I'm busy with evangelism because evangelism is showing Jesus to the world. And where Jesus went, he met needs. He didn't go, oh, you are hungry, but listen, I'm here now for spiritual bread, so just bite up your tongue, just man up. No, by faith they did a miracle, they fed them. When somebody was sick, he didn't say, It's just the earthly body, focus on the spiritual. No, he healed them because Jesus met needs. And some people in our life, they struggle with demonic rejection, like lies over and over, telling them, you are not seen, you are not valued, you are nothing. And God wants to do deliverance through their lives, through you and me, walking past somebody, the Holy Spirit just highlights them and you go. You're like, hi, how are you? Good. And in that moment you're just looking for anything that he's highlighting to you and maybe she looks beautiful in a bright yellow top and in that moment it's very spiritual to obey the holy spirit and just go man can i just tell you you look so beautiful in this top you and i don't know what the holy spirit is doing because we don't know if that morning she prayed and said god if you are real, and I'm loved like you keep on saying I am. But in my home, in my workplace, nobody sees me. And that Satan demonic lie going, see, you're not seen, you're not, you're, you're not this, you're not that. And you don't know if you pray to say, Lord, if, if this is real, the stuff you say in your word, then somebody must walk up to me today and tell me that they like me, I look pretty in what I'm wearing today. And just that door opening up. To not just see her and love her and acknowledge her, but to minister the good news, saying, but ma'am, can I pray for you? Because can I tell you about the Jesus that I follow that invites you to come along? I'm not Jesus. I'm following him, but I'm here to say, do you want to follow him with me? A friend of mine once, um, he was still young. He was studying and and he heard, he had a thought saying, he must take bread to this one guy, a piece of bread. And he's like, no lord that's weird piece of bread and again he feels take a piece of bread to the guy and he's like piece of bread but what if i'm gonna look weird and then he remembered we don't care how we look because we're dead to the world (laughs) and alive to jesus so he went to the guy and he took a piece of bread to the guy and the guy starts weeping breaking down and he says i'm contemplating taking my life I have no hope left. And I say to God, if he's real, you he would send somebody with a piece of bread. My point is just, God made you and me to know him and know his voice and follow his voice and show him to the people around us. And God is not, and the people around us, is not waiting for us to be perfect and bold and without sin. God in the world around us is waiting for us. Jesus, take that step of faith. Say, Lord, I'm here to know you. And I'm here to show you I'm going to invite this people. I'm going to invite this person to you. So you can stand to your feet with me. I just want to give us an opportunity to respond to... or you can sit down or you can stand and and robin you can just come and minister for us while we while we were just worshiping i just i was just reminded by the holy spirit that when the lord touches your heart it's not something you do you just said yes and he comes to touch your heart but when you also say, yes, to the acceptance of God, to the acceptance of Jesus, towards yourself, there's a key that turns in your heart, that opens your mouth, that, makes you, that enables you to speak without fear, without fear of rejection without fear of being misunderstood because your God understands you. Can we quickly just close our eyes? If there's somebody here and you sometimes struggle with this fear of being misunderstood, you sometimes fear that if I do it like this, they're gonna misunderstand me and I will get into trouble. Or if I say it like that, um, you know, I can get into trouble for being misunderstood. Don't you just quickly wanna raise your hand there's anybody like, thank you for those hands. Anybody else? Why I know how to ask you about this is um, I struggled with this unknowingly. God um, delivered me of that. Anybody else? One more opportunity. Um, if you struggle with fear of being misunderstood and fear of rejection, you can just quickly raise your hand. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now I want you to stretch out both your hands towards Him in a symbol of receiving. Jesus? You were rejected on our behalf, on that cross. And then you overcame all rejection, all fear, all twisting spirits, (laughs) all fear of being misunderstood, all rejection itself, all fear of rejection, you paid for it. And right now Jesus is standing in front of you. Just keep your eyes closed, just focus on Him. And I believe both his hands are hands are open and that fear of rejection that fear of being misunderstood God's not asking you to fight it (laughs) he's not asking you to fix it he fought he overcame already he's asking you would you give it over by faith give it up give it up and give it over and place it into his hands And you see what he does with it. So right now, symbolically, take hold of that fear of rejection, like close your hands, like take hold of it, the fear of rejection, fear of being misunderstood, and then I want you to prophetically just take it and place it in his hands, just put it there, leave it, open up your hands, take a small step back and just put your hands in the air and just go, Lord, I surrender. I surrender to you. You can just pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender. I give up and I give over. This fear of rejection, rejection itself, fear of being misunderstood. I give it up. I give it over. I surrender it to Jesus lord thank you that you've touched my heart with your acceptance right now thank you lord you are flooding hearts with acceptance father love father love i speak over you perfect father love perfect father love uh, just rising up in your heart perfect father love more and more and more the acceptance of jesus i speak to you listen to me you are accepted in Christ Jesus. He has taken the fear. He's taken the fear of rejection. He's taken that fear of being misunderstood. I want to tell you something. God understands your heart. He's not intimidated or held back by when somebody else doesn't understand you. That does nothing to God. You don't have to fear. You can just pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, Thank you that you love me. Father, you love me. I am accepted in you. It doesn't matter whether people understand me or not. You understand me. I'm here to please you. It doesn't matter whether people reject me or accept me. I'm already accepted in you. You set me free. Hallelujah, Jesus. I just sing freedom over you. Right now, God is setting some of us free. So just focus on Him. You can pray and speak to Him. Any thought that you have, just speak, just share your heart with him now. If you pray that prayer, I want you to just start thanking him for everything that he has set you free of now. If you didn't respond, I want you just to pray with for the buddies and sissies, and we just declare freedom in this place, Jesus. You bring freedom in this place, Jesus. Your heart sets us free because we are accepted in you, Lord.
1: Your love sets
0: us free, because we are accepted in your love. Yes, God, your spirit is here, just setting people free, 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 free. We say yes to freedom, freedom, Jesus. We say yes to freedom, freedom, freedom. Sing with me. We say yes to freedom, 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 Jesus. We say yes to freedom, freedom, freedom. You set us free, Lord. We say yes to freedom, 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 we say yes to freedom. We say yes to freedom, 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 Jesus, you set us free. We say yes to acceptance in you, Jesus. We say yes to acceptance in you, Jesus. We say yes to acceptance in you, Jesus. Our hearts are yours. We belong to you Lord, we belong to you Lord. You taking out that root of rejection in Jesus name. You taking out that root of rejection in Jesus name. Jesus, acceptance is who you are. Jesus, you live in their hearts. Jesus, there's no more place for rejection. Cause you have all. scared that people can misunderstand us. It's fine, they can misunderstand us. You understand us, Lord. And you love us, Lord. And you know just what you're doing in our hearts. All you want is our hearts. Yes, Lord. You're just so gentle. You're just so faithful. Just say to him, thank you, Lord, that you are setting me free. You are healing my heart. And the good work that you have started in me, you will bring to completion. I just yield my heart to you. Just say to him, thank you, Lord, that I was made to know you (laughs) and know your love. Say to him, thank you, Lord, that I was made to show you and show your love oh jesus i love you back <laughs> because you first loved me, because you first loved me lord. Mm-hmm. lord as you set me free from free from rejection and from fear and from the lies my identity thank you that you are touching hearts now holy spirit and supernaturally you are setting free you are just setting free and freedom reigns in this place because jesus reigns in this place hallelujah lord we surrender all to you father